Welcome to the Covers Off podcast from Yorkshire County Crew Club. I'm Richard Pirate, and with me this week we have our skipper Steve Patterson. After uh, a good pod last week, Steve, you stayed on. Congratulations. I know, I feel honoured. Thank you, Rich. Uh, obviously, big boots to fill taking over from Tim, but I'll do my best and uh, let's see how we go. Let's do it. Um, so, first week and a half back in training full time. Been a bit different, hasn't it, this last few weeks? Uh, how have you found it? Yeah, it's been good. It has been a bit different. Obviously, small groups, one-to-one sessions, but it's just been nice after, what, three or four months of being sat at home. It's been nice to be back in doing what we love to do. And hopefully, with the announcement that cricket's starting on the 1st of August, uh, fixtures won't be far from being released, and then we can start getting planned for some games. It's exciting times. 100% ready for it now, aren't we? Absolutely. The lads are, lads are in good shape. They've, they've looked after themselves well in that lockdown period and yeah, excited to get them back out on the field. Good. Right, let's introduce this week's guest then. Good guest this week. He's got some serious stats behind him here. I've got a list of his stats. He's played 70 test matches with uh, 4,000 runs now in test cricket. He's played 77 one-day internationals with nearly 3,000 runs and an average of 47 and a strike wave of 105. That is proper stats. And T20 games, 116 with a strike rate of 135. Is the one and only Johnny Bairstow. Blew it. How are you, buddy? All right, lads. How are we going? All right. Very good. Good to have you on, mate. I thought it was a bit harsh now Brezzy's gone. Pato going, oh, big boots to fill about Brez. That was a bit of a low blow early doors, wasn't it? Pato <laughs> staying on. I know. I thought, I don't think you meant boots, did you, Pato? Hey, that's come from you, Johnny, not me. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> hey, I've just, I was just saying to Johnny off air, it's... Uh, I saw a clip of Brez in his uh, new Warwickshire kit and it's uh, it looked a little bit tight, let's say, but uh, it's funny to see him in a different kit to Yorkshire kit. Yeah, it's it's going to be strange when we play him next year. But, uh, not just, they must have had any extra larges anyway. It must have been in some smalls. Yeah, but not just that though. Like I think all we've ever known is Brez in a, a Yorkshire kit, isn't it? Like, it's all yeah. anyone's ever ever seen since the age of like 14, 15, all the way through to now. So it's naturally going to be a bit different. But don't watch the eyes, lads. Exactly. So, Johnny, I know you've been in the bubble and you're back home now. And you came training with us on Monday. You came and hit uh, me and Gailey all over the park. You hit one over the hotel. And then you've racked us off. And now you've gone golfing today, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been golfing with my brother, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, been for a round of golf. It was, um, it was fantastic, actually. Just been out on the course and uh, catching up with my brother and yeah just talking about normal stuff. <laughs> how have you found it Johnny obviously for someone like yourself who spends a lot of the time a lot of the year away from home you're barely ever there you've obviously done a lot of work on your house as I've seen myself making it what it is. Has it been nice to be at home for a few months and have a bit of downtime that you would not normally have? Yeah I absolutely loved it I really did it was something that like you mentioned I've not had longer than maybe five weeks at home for the last 10 years. So, um, And that's at any one period of time. So being able to spend a bit of time at home, understand different bits about being at home, trying to get things sorted. But then obviously with coronavirus, it's been a, a complete shutdown for 
a lot of people. So my mum and my sister actually moved in. Uh, it's actually been something that uh, I think that will do me uh, a world of good moving forward. Having spent six nights at home since end of September, October until pretty much February, like that was a pretty long stint uh, away from home, trying to work on a few things, get back into the side, back into the squads, etc., etc. Work on the things that uh, asked me to work on. And yeah, those six nights home were pretty precious. Naturally, coronavirus has hit people very hard and that's something that no one saw come in and feel very um, sorry for the people that have been tragically hit by that because naturally it's something that no one foreseen coming. But then from a cricketing point of view, we didn't know whether we were playing, not playing, the uncertainties that came with it. Uh, from people's own livelihoods within the game, which are on a very small scale to the livelihoods when people have caught the pandemic being upheld within that. So we've got to kind of look at it from from different ways, haven't we, and move forward from that. But it's been um, an experience that has definitely been interesting and I'm excited as to where the rest of the summer is going to go from like we mentioned earlier, people getting the signs of, right, we're going to play now, uh, yeah. whether that be club cricket, whether that be county cricket, whatever format it may be, because I'm not too sure that's been uh, disclosed yet. But it's it's cricket at the end of the day, and that's what we're here to do, and that's what we're paid to do, and that's what we love doing. 100%. I think, you know, you've you've come back fresher from what I've seen, and most of our lads, um, young lads have come back, even uh, the old ones, Lydie and, and Pato, have come back with, you know, mm-hmm. fresh and uh, raring to go. So I think it's done everyone, uh, you know, the world of good. It's, you know, it's been an awful situation, but got to take the best from it, haven't you? Has Lydie not been at trenches every night, having some fish and chips or catching his own or something up in Whitby? <laughs> well, his, his, tummy, his tummy says that he's had a few fish and chips. Has he? <laughs> <laughs> What? What? Two tummies and two chins? <laughs> yeah, he's catching his chins up now. <laughs> hey, he's happy. Leave him alone. He's happy. He is happy. Sorry. Right, so, Johnny. To get his question started, then, and we all know you're from a cricketing background, but uh, just just tell us how it all started, how it all came about. I know you, was, you played a bit of football when you were younger as well, but how how cricket all started, and then you know leading up to playing for academy, and then you know into the first team in a short space of time, really. Yeah, well, there was um, a few different bits, like from starting, uh, from starting, started Great Usburn Cricket Club when I was only a young kid, and previous to that, it was just beach cricket with dad. Um, and then dad passed away when I was uh, eight, and then I played under 11s when I was six, I think it was, something like that. And I'll never wow. forget the crisp, crisp sandwiches when you were, when you used to go and you used to have crisp sandwiches or you used to get your ham sandwiches. You used to pack it with a load of crisps so you get a bit of crunch on, on the inside and yeah. taste the butter and everything. Um, up at Great Oosburn, then the crown up there. And uh, this is a, another story, but we used to play on a Friday night, Rich. And for anyone that used to watch Gladiators that was watching. Yeah, that was um, yeah, Hunter from Gladiators. Yeah. Right, so he used to go into the um, the Crown at Uthburn and uh, I, I used to have my um, chicken nuggets and chips and beans or whatever it was and a Belgian chocolate pudding to finish. Anyway, I left my autograph book and I've still got it upstairs. Um, left my autograph book and I'll never forget that I had a signed like order sheet from Hunter from Gladiators that he'd yeah. stay, stapled into my autograph book. So uh, that was something Is, is I, Hunter the one with the blonde, long blonde hair? Yeah, long blonde hair, yeah. Yeah, he reminds me of he, Weighty, actually. He's the, he's the one with a similar brother, physique yeah. to me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, so similar. Mm. 
he's just been on a diet. Um, yeah, so it's, it started there, and then we moved over to York and played some cricket and what have you over at Dunnington. Um, and there used to be always a, a Yorkshire under 15s game, I think, was at, at Dunnington, and used to go down there and watch the lads and, and everything. And I was a young kid, under 11s came along and York and District didn't pick me. So York and District didn't pick me in their um, first team, if you wish. But then Keith Dixon uh, over yeah, at Leeds. Keith. Yeah, so Keith Dixon over at Leeds and District went, well, if they've not picked you, then we're picking you. So I ended up playing against York and District and scoring, I think it was 60, 70 or whatever it was, against York and District in my first game. And um, it was... Um, it might have been Mr. Grayson that said, you can't do that. He's, he goes to school over in York and I think um, Keith went, well, stuff that, he's playing for us now. So uh, you didn't pick him, we picked him. So off we go from there. Later that summer, I played under Yorkshire, uh, under 11's Yorkshire and yeah, the rest is history at Undercliff. Johnny, Johnny, looking back to obviously when you were a younger lad, you're obviously quite a natural sportsman. You played a bit of football for Leeds United. You were very good at hockey. You were very good at rugby. Obviously, your cricket speaks for itself. With the fact that, obviously, your dad was a very, very successful cricketer himself and everything he achieved, was it something that cricket was always going to be something you fell into or were you a bit more, felt a bit more under pressure with cricket because of having to live up to that? How did you feel when you were younger? You remember? Well, dad played professional football for Bradford City as well, so... Oh, did he? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so dad played professional football for um, Bradford City as well as playing professional cricket for Yorkshire, so he was centre forward at City and... I think that there was natural sport within the, the family. People have heard the stories about, well, may have heard the stories about dad taking his um, A-level exams the morning of uh, him making his first team debut. So the school opened um, the school opened at 6am for him to take his A-level exam and then he went straight from his A-level exam to then make his debut at Yorkshire. <laughs> and there's the stories like this, the uh, fascinating and amazing stories about dad and it, it's obviously naturally very disappointing that he's not here to tell all the tales that he could have done um yeah. over for many many years and and uh, and hopefully i've experienced and been very proud of what i've done with my cricket but dad in his own right like to be to have played i think it's 400 and 53 first class games. Yeah, he's one of the top ones, isn't he? Is it, yeah, he's, in the, he's in the top 10 of all time performances for you, I, I think it's four, top five. I think it's 400. Is it? Yeah, I think it's 453 first class, but taking over 1,000 uh, first class wickets for Yorkshire is, is like a bit of a joke, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that'll never be beaten, though. Nah, no, but to even comprehend that is. You talk about people playing for 20 years and for, in the first team at Yorkshire. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a ridiculous achievement. So yeah. The one thing that when I was growing up, people always used to like compare me to dad and say, oh, well, your dad played this for Yorkshire, dad played that for Yorkshire. And everyone's like, oh, well, do you not feel the pressure? Do you not feel this? And in the age groups, there was Craig Fletcher that was growing up and his, his dad had played obviously for Yorkshire and we, we're, still, we're still friends now and you kind of look at it and you go well yeah our fathers did play but there's an opportunity to like play for your county that's the biggest thing that you can be proud of mm. like bar, bar nothing and then you've got a choice of whether or not you want to go well, well I'm not just content in playing for your county can I basically go and play for your country and there was different bits that 
everyone's driven by different things and I think it, like you guys have seen me, me growing up and you've seen me from being a little when I've been in <laughs> in the academy second team whatever and, and you've literally seen me all the way through and yeah. I'd like to hope that my work ethic Monday when I came in rich and battered was exactly the same as it was when I batted with Matthew Wood in the indoor school age 16 uh, age 15 when I came on pre-season and Everyone gave, everyone gave everyone new balls and mags. There was a new trying to bump me in the indoor nets when it was raining down in March. Yeah. When when you and Bro picked me up from Tingley at my brother's flat. And there's little bits that, for me, along the way, there's motivates for everyone, but the most fades for me to were the people that kept questioning and saying, no, you can't, no, you can't, or this, that, and the other. I know they're still the motivators now. Yeah. And, motivators are this summer we've probably written off if you're going to be playing test cricket and what have you other than the people that are in that big other in that squad but I'm motivated to get as many ones as I can in the white ball squad to then try and push my case to get back into that squad well knowing you so well Johnny watch this space I reckon you know being left out of that squad then you know, I, I I've seen you before when you, when when this has happened, and you've come back even stronger. So watch this space. I mean, wait the way you batted on Monday, and and like you said, your attitude when you came back was it was spot on, and it's brilliant for you to come back. And our young bowlers, there were Fish, Weighty, and Cody bowling at you, and their comment to me was, "Right, that's the standard we have to get to." You know, you coming back and facing our young lads makes a huge difference. So it's uh, it's good to see you in good form and watch this space. I reckon this year for you, Johnny lad. I just don't want to face uh, the man that you have your co-host off because he'll be blowing my front pad off. Yeah, he's uh, dead man. David Milan saw that today, didn't he, Pato? Yeah, he did. He found it deadly tough, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Nibbling about a bit today. Uh, it's no, all good fun. Overcast it, Edinburgh. One of my first memories of you, Johnny, away from cricket, is obviously you came into the academy and I think I might, I might have been a pro then. But you could see how, how naturally talented you were. But then I remember we went and played golf and you drove a ball and it went absolutely miles. And we were playing with somebody, I can't remember who we were left-handed, and you took his driver and drove and drove it nearly exactly the same distance. And we were like, hell, this lad's, yeah, this was, lad's got proper talent. That was, that was kept sharp. We played with Sharpie. And That's like, right, played with Sharpie. Obviously a left-handed. Not, <laughs> not, the most, not the most natural of golfers we kept, but he loved it. And... Uh, he got a drive away about, I don't know, 200 yards, 220 yards. Johnny had boomed his down the middle. He said, oh, Kev, can I just, we're on the 17th at Wyke. He said, oh, Kev, right. can I just have, have a go at yours? Put a ball down. Had one practice swing left-handed. Knocked it about 40 yards past Kev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kev. I'll let, there is some seriously uh, fun to find, Kev, wasn't there, Steve? Um, but we'll bypass that. Was. And, uh, Did you play that game at Kent, Johnny? <laughs> Might have done. What, you mean the one, that, the one where Pato was a uh, night watchman and took one off the second to last ball? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Didn't, uh, oh, yeah, you, you, so, Johnny, you can, you can uh, tell us about what happened in the dressing room after. Did, is, so it that true that, did, is it true that Kev kicked a, a Swiss ball and it hit Pato? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that was my second ever... No, my first ever second-team game. So, uh, that was down at Beckenham. And um, it was a combined game between Kent and Northampton. And they had Logan, Wigley, Jack, uh, I think Brooksy played. Yeah. Um, it was the, the, guy, the guy who hit me, was Robbie Joseph was playing. Yeah. And, and they it, also had Tino. And had Tino as well. Yeah. And so I'll never forget when I first 
faced up against Tina went, ah, Ron Weasley, boy, Ron Weasley. <laughs> and that was like, oh, my God, they've got Tino best running in it. Balls rockets. But, yeah, Pato ended up taking a one off the uh, last ball of the, uh, sorry, second to last ball of the last over. And, um, yeah, Matthew would end up uh, snicking off last ball. I've never seen a blow-up like it from Kevin Sharp in, <laughs> in the changing rooms. Expletives galore. I've never seen someone going even whiter than he already is in Steve <laughs> Patterson. Right, and I was like, yeah, and that's coming from a ginger. And it was, it was one of the most amazing experiences that I'll never forget because it was like, you learn so quickly from those experiences. Yeah. Um, as a young lad that like, you don't see that very often. And I'll never forget that. That was one of those really early learn experiences that you go, Holy smokes, you've got Matthew Wood that's been in the first team for years, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's back grafting his grafting his way back and trying to get back into the first team. And obviously that's happened. And it's the, the pride that comes through and the passion that comes through that everything matters and the bit that's on the line for playing for Yorkshire. Yeah. But I think we just need to put it a little bit in context here because oh, here was, we go. Yeah. I'm getting You're a bad rep here. So, soft. Yeah, Absolutely maybe I was a bit. I was, I was still a young lad, right? And Robbie Joseph had just hit me on the wrist. And I thought, literally, I thought I broke my wrist. And it had gone down to fine leg. And Ronnie looked at me, and he could tell I'd hurt myself. So being the senior pro that he was, he was like, he called me for, for a single. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down because he's like, get off strength for the day. Anyway, he nicked off. So understandably, Kev was a bit annoyed because he wanted to see, we all wanted to see Ronnie do well at the time. So we walked back into the dressing room, me thinking nothing of it, thought, I've, I've, I've got through the night, I'm not out, whatever. <laughs> I can't, literally can't feel my left arm. So we're walking, Kev comes up to me and he grabs the grill of my helmet and he literally just, he throws my head around like it's a yo-yo, just pulling me back and forth, going, what the, I won't say the words, but what do you think you're doing type thing? And there's me, like, looking gormless, going, what's up Kev and he absolutely explodes at me the best part about it was he went and kicked it was like a bin on the floor in the dressing room after he after he'd launched into me he walked over and kicked this bin as hard as he could thinking it would like fly well it was bolted down with like some steel he broke his toe (laughs) (laughs) oh I love Kev we'll have to get Kev on pod absolutely the worst part of it was the next day I still couldn't feel my wrist and Ronnie Matthew Wood was the only one out, so he had to take me to hospital to get an X-ray. And you haven't broke it, had you? No, I went back and back and got <laughs> sixty. Oh God! Yeah, I think Tino Tino didn't play the next day, did he? No, no I think he'd gone off with an injury, so I was still fresh again. <laughs> Scared of Pat. So, talking of dressing room blow-ups, I mean Gary Balance has some proper blow-ups, but Johnny, when you were younger, you had some proper blow-ups in dressing room when you got out. Don't, don't know what you're on about, but. You were so driven to do well, and you are, like I said, we've said on pod before, like Gaz has some good blokes, but you've, were you young when you were younger, have some good blokes, Johnny. I'll never, oh, <laughs> at Lancashire. Uh, did, you put, get, did you put your head through it? You put something through the wall, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I punched the wall, yeah. All right, what about, I can't remember which game it was, you came off and you had a, a new helmet and you just smashed your helmet to bits. Yeah, so, yeah, the helmet, um, there's one that, Ruchi will, um, Ruchi will say about when I was away and we were in uh, Calcutta and, you know, the Airtech helmet. Yeah. And there was one where um, I just, I think it was 2012 and I'd got, <laughs> I'd got out and I went into the dressing rooms and um, obviously the Airtech helmets at those point were uh, clusters like unbreakable. They were like, yeah. <laughs> like the hardest helmet. <laughs> and I sat in my chair and I just went, bang, bang. 
just started laying into my forehead with this helmet <laughs> to which this helmet just started disintegrating <laughs> and, K- first, and, K- and KP was like the next thing is like, I've never seen what are you doing I've never seen yeah. someone do that ever oh my days you, you do, get, to be fair you do like banging things against your head don't you there's a couple of times I've seen you come off you, you take your helmet off and then you just whack your head against your back as hard as you kind of <laughs> there's, there's young lads in there who've never met you before 12th man in and that and it's like what, what's Johnny doing if it Johnny, gets no, that, those times were about 10 years ago to be fair weren't they? You're, you're a bit more chilled now aren't you well, I'd like to hope so, yeah. Uh, literally, it's it's one of those where you're so driven and so passionate to do well and you, yeah. you feel like you're letting yourself down, you feel like you're letting your, your pals in the dressing room down, you feel like you're letting your family down and you're striving to do so well for everybody that it's so, so important. Yeah. And it still is now, but as everyone goes through it, you understand there's different ways of of managing things and maybe clocking your head clocking your head against a helmet isn't necessarily the best way um but yeah there's uh it's it's all part and parcel of it like if you look at rugby people get over over aroused or whatever it is and, and go and have a, a scrap with someone or they'll do something or they'll whack someone on the floor because or like it'll be little bits when you're when you're fielding, you'll see people that go slightly over their own boundaries and you go, oh, what's wrong? Because they might be nervous, they might be anxious, they might be um, excited. There's so many different things that go into it. Yeah. But passion's the part that plays... Well, I was going to say, it's, 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 it's one of the biggest, biggest parts of your game, isn't it? You know, you, you, you thrive off it. You thrive off the emotion. And, you know, I was going to, the next question was going to be about the IPL and... You know, it's no no shock to me that you've had an unbelievable first IPL because big crowds. You like you like uh, you like the big stage, and it must have been a serious experience. That yeah, amazing experience. I mean, uh, the IPL was something I'd always wanted to do. Uh, something that I'd never uh, really had the opportunity to do at certain stages due to wanting to play red ball cricket and what have you. So yeah, having got the opportunity to go over there, it was something that. I absolutely loved it. Was it was amazing? The spectacle of it, the crowds, the enthusiasm that people have for the game over there, the competitive edge, the part of having the best players in the world coming together with the best players in India to thrive and do as well as you can was epic. Mm. What's what's the standard like? You know, compared compared to our blast. I know you've got four overseas players. What what's the standard like compared to that? I think it's different because you're playing um you're playing in India with the crowds that are the pressure's different. Definitely the yeah. pressure's different. Not just because you're playing in front of the crowds, but you know that got you you're playing for your place in the team. You've got eight overseas that could be in their own right within that team. Mm. So you play you're playing for your place day in, day out. I mean, I can only speak for the uh, Sunrisers, but I only got my chance in the Sunrisers slot because Kane had a shoulder injury so there was no way that I was going to start the IPL last year if Kane had a shoulder uh, didn't have a shoulder injury because it had been yeah. Kane and Dave Warner Rashi Khan and then you had Guptil Billy Stanlake Mahabi Nabi uh, and these guys are just the overseas people that you're naming but the thing um, is talking about that like you're obviously to cricket fans out there as a name and as a talent you're up there with any of them anyway so it was kind of no surprise to us that you'd go there and be successful. And talk, talking of kind of overseas and teammates, 
how did you find it opening? Because you and Dave Warner had an unbelievable kind of opening partnership. You seemed to thrive on each other. How did you find that? Because obviously he's had a lot of friction with the England team. Did you get on with him well? Was it was it easy to, to be fighting with him? Yeah, so like you say, there was fractions that you've been through and there's fracas that you've been through, whether that be you've been through the, the mill playing against Lanks or I've been through the mill playing against Knots or every it may be like, but at the same time, you've got to put that aside when you're playing with each other. Like we had conversations about it naturally, but it was something that happened after we'd first started batting together. At no point when we first batted in the middle did we go, "Oh, well, I'll tell you what, I've got this against you, or you've got that against me, or this that and other." It's something that combines. You're you're working towards a common goal, and irrelevant of what's happened before. You're out in the middle working as a partnership to get to one common goal. And that was the biggest thing. The one thing that I genuinely think was the bit that's the best thing about our opening partnership is our running between the wickets. Mm. And that's. It's, it's a big part of your game, isn't it? Getting yourself yeah. going. And it's a big part of his because at one point, at many points, it was like, yeah, two, and we'd not even t- look. It'd just be touch and go because you, under- you have an understanding that you both have a similar pace. Yeah. So therefore, you don't even have to think about it. Then combined with, I think he scored 500 runs for the last seven IPLs. Mm. So his experience of playing in the IPL was fascinating. So he'd like pass on a bit of information and knowledge of playing in the IPL for me to then take it, leave it, work with it, do whatever. And this was just going to different grounds against different bowlers, etc. Mm. But then like, he'd hit shots in certain places and I'd go, blubber neck, how's he hit that there? Mm. Like, like similarly, like I do with J-Roy. Yeah. And then and they'd go, oh, well, they're going to come there to you. So, right, he's going to come here, there, bum, bum. Right, fine. Coupled with running between the wickets. And it was like, right, there wasn't too many risks that were taken. But off six overs, we were at 55, 60. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we notice, Pato, when he comes when you come back with us, Johnny, is the intensity from ball one of your innings. It, you know, we have live in so in certain games who strikes an easy one, but you know, coast along with his football run. You sprint every one, don't you? And it gets you going, but it creates intensity in the innings as well. I think that's something that I've done throughout my career though, because I know I might look like a lunatic at times, but that's just the way that I am with my batting because if you can put other people under pressure then they feel under pressure for a longer period of time than you do and therefore whether they're up for their next over and they're bowling against you because you've already put them under pressure five minutes earlier then I feel like you're able to capitalise on that because they know that if you're on them they're off their mark so you're going to put them away Yeah, Absolutely, I think that's that intensity that you bring to your game is what's so valuable when you come back with our lads because it's showing our lads what you need to do to be successful at that higher level. Because you've gone to the IPL, been very successful. You've obviously played a lot of white ball cricket for England, been very, very successful. And it's just an indication to our lads and a, and a really valuable lesson of what they need to, how they need to approach their cricket if they're going to have that same success. I think there's a stat that unless you've got a throw over 80 miles an hour, over 60 yards that goes straight over the top of the stumps and between the wickets, you're not really slow like you'd dead um yeah this didn't count for batter (laughs) um unless you're really slow then you can't get run out and now rich you'll i'm sure and you steve will vouch me on this there's very very few people that under pressure 
will be able to have a throw over 70, uh, 80 miles an hour, over 60 yards that go straight above the stumps that will be able to win you out. No matter who. Yeah. And, I don't, and, I, and for you to execute that skill, if people run me out over that distance at that throw and this, that, and then, like, fair enough. But I'll back myself every single time unless they've picked the ball up. Yeah, it's a good lesson. Yeah, it's a good lesson for all the young ones listening to this as well, isn't it? It's a little bit different to when we had Gilly and Jakesy opening the batting and running together, wasn't it? That one quite the same. <laughs> Two of the worst runners I've ever seen in my life. In fact, I, thought, I think they took pride in running each other out. I know. Just to come in, 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 to World Cup, Johnny. So the pre- the pressure in the IPL must have must have got you ready to play in World Cup. You know the pressure of playing at home as, as favourites. Yeah, it did until I got out first ball of the World Cup. <laughs> did you? I didn't even know. Yeah, that. I got out first ball of my own innings the World Cup. It was like Kevin <laughs> Nudge went down and Amy to here, who is literally just looking normally to hit you on your pad. He actually turned his leggy third ball. I was like, oh my god. I oh think yeah, I-, I do. I do remember that. You got hundred though uh, after that though, didn't you? Uh, a bit later on. And so there was the two bits that I'll never, I'll never forget. Like the World Cup for me was a, a great, a great competition because I did well in it. But I'll always look back and go, you could have been and done so so well in it because against South Africa I got a first ball and against um, Sri Lanka at Headingley I got a first baller. So umpire's call was uh, Headingley, but for me, I, I love biting at Headingley, and that was my that yeah. was my niche. Like I love I, lo- I love biting there, and I was absolutely gutted to have, uh, have failed in front of my mates, in front of my family, in front of my home crowd. But then to still come out and score the runs that I did in the World Cup, it was pleasing. But yeah, the pressure on the home World Cup was yeah, it was huge, but it was pleasurable at the same time. It's it's like going and playing a, a, like in the Yorkshire League, knowing that you've like Black Sheep Yorkshire League. It's like they're playing back to back to back to back, and knowing that every every single person is looking at you and your team to win that comp because for the last three years you've been the best team around Yorkshire. Yeah, absolutely. It must be like you say. It must be must feel a lot of pressure on your shoulders in that situation. But then to look back on it now, and that's probably been the biggest summer. Well, it has been the biggest summer of cricket in our lifetimes. The most memorable in terms of what you've achieved. And you've done that. You know what I mean? You and your teammates, you're the ones that have brought the country that success. It must be an incredible feeling. Yeah, it was. I don't think that we actually got a chance to understand what we'd done. Because mm. within 10 days, we were playing test match. Yeah. Against, we played the test match against Ireland before the Ashes. Yeah, yeah. of course. And, and then, so that was within six days of winning the final. Uh, no, less, even less than that. Yeah, even about four or that. five days, wasn't it? Four days. It was four days, and we were starting against Ireland. Now, I don't know the. Oh, is that was. why you got bowled? Is that why you got bowled out cheaply first day? And second, Steve. That's my first ever <laughs> pair. It's my first ever pair. Oh, Batty, you can't bring that up. Thanks, he says. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> well, um, first ever one at Lords. I'll take it. Um, Not a bad yeah. place to get it. But whatever yeah. happens in your career now, Johnny, to say you've won Absolutely. the World Cup, that's it, you know. I thought you were going to say to say you've had a pair at Lords. Like, well, yeah, you've had a pair at Lords as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Um, yeah, right, Johnny, I reckon... The World Cup. Sorry, mate. Sorry, the, the experience of winning the home World Cup at Lords, to have my family there, to have my best mates there, and I, I don't know if 
listeners may have heard uh, or watched the Through Their Eyes documentary that's on Sky, but there's a bit on that that I ended up getting a bit emotional with because Joss actually said just before we were going up to collect our medals, he went and he just said, your dad's going to be very, very proud of you right now. Yeah. And I literally, and I wasn't expecting it. Like, and it really caught me off off guard, to be really honest with you. But I think that that summed everything up in a nutshell of that that moment. Like, there was family, there was friends, there was people that got captivated by it. There was people that were there that couldn't be there, and that was the World Cup. That's what it's all about, mate. Honestly, you look back at end of your career. It doesn't matter how many runs you get for your England or what. Moments like that is what you'll always remember. Not wrong. Okay, Johnny, so we've got some questions from Twitter for you. In fact, yeah. this, this first one is a text test message I got, actually. It's from um, Janet Bairstow. Oh, is she so, on Twitter? <laughs> no, I, te- I text her for a question, to be honest. She's put, ask him, how was lockdown been with your sister for 12 weeks? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> tough. Um, so, nah, it was, it was tough, but at the same time, I think that like as a family, I think you two as guys know how close we are as a family. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that this lockdown will have brought a lot of families very much closer together uh, through everything that's gone on, uh, whether that be understanding that you can't see grandparents, vulnerable um, people that are working for the NHS as often as you may be normal to or wanting to, but... Yeah, we didn't see mum after Becky moved in for seven weeks because we were obviously naturally pretty scared about the virus. Yeah. Um, so, she, yeah, Becky moved in straight from London. So it's like, oof, well, you stay there, I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a good uh, job you've got a massive house then, isn't it? <laughs> so cannot say a word about this. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> cannot say a word. Yeah, um, you can't say Right, Ellie, well, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> Johnny, I've got a good one for you. So one of these Twitter questions from Matthew Lee says, Johnny, how badly do you miss Sunday sessions at the Ark in Headingley? Well, as a man that also went to Leeds University, Stephen, I think you miss Sunday sessions at the Ark too. Um, of, co- of course, of um, course, like Sunday sessions at the Ark were when I was at university part of a, a weekly process weren't they I mean you grow up and having lived with um, Alex Blake who now plays at Kent uh, four other friends that we played hockey with um, at uni we live four roads behind the Ark uh, on Treelawn Street and it was literally like oh what are we doing oh should we just pop to <laughs> pop to the pub for a pint <laughs> <laughs> and next thing it was a Sunday and in those um, uh, at that point it was uh, on a Sunday night in the Ark it was like 90s music and everyone stayed in there and it was like we're having a great time and what have you and then everyone went from the Ark straight to Hi-Fi on a Sunday night for Motown and it was literally absolute unbelievable so yeah great question do miss them but unfortunately can't do that now though Johnny can you no, the not boat, anymore. The boat has sailed. You're too famous now, John. You'd walk in and I'll tell you what, just, just music while, could stop. Just before we move on, Johnny, talking about when you were at Leeds Uni and stuff, for somebody 
can you explain to me for somebody who did what did you do six months at uni before you dropped out because you're cricket uh, well i've actually got a degree steve never mind and oh, I really you, well, you haven't let's be honest you haven't but I can ha- you explain to me i really hope i really hope i get a doctorate just to really really cheese you off because you hey, what's been to again? Yeah. I know. Isn't anyway you, you explained to me how you did six months at uni and dropped out but you went to the Leavers Ball, Leeds Uni, six years in a row. <laughs> uh, three years. <laughs> <in a row. laughs> and the rest of it. It, it actually uh, reminds me, Johnny, you know when you first became a pro? You were still. I know what's coming here. You were still <laughs> living behind the arc, weren't you? Which is what? 200 one years? Minute, one minute nah, drive away from Edinburgh? It's, it's a long way away, this. Long way. So you were, you know, you, you still lived the life as a student, didn't you, on your first couple of years? And Steve, I'll, I'll let you tell this story because you, you tell it well. So it was beginning of the season, end of March, beginning of April, and we had our pre-season photo shoot. So obviously we'd had to get there for, I don't know, half past nine, get our suits on, all line up on the pitch and have our photos taken. So we get there, everybody's there, roll call, but there's no Johnny. And we're like, well, how can he not be here? He lives two minutes away. So somebody rings him. He goes, I'll be there in a minute. A couple of minutes later, he runs around the corner. It's like watching like that guy off there watching slow-mo, Johnny just running around. He's got one, one of his arms in his suit, putting the other arm in his suit. And he runs onto the pitch. His eyes are sellotape shut because, he's, <laughs> let's be honest, he's just woken up. And lads are like, Johnny, what's happened? What's happened? He's like, I've had a problem with the car. The oil's gone in my car. I need an oil change. My car won't start. So lads are like, yeah, okay. Anyway, we do the photo shoot. And then afterwards, we've got training. And you know what Mags is like. He never lets anything lie, does he? Yeah. So he, he just prodded you a bit on this, didn't he, Johnny? And he said, well, it could, be, it could do a real damage to your car if you don't get it checked. So while we're training, why don't we get Scotty Mack, our physio, to go and check the oil for your car, and you uh, you eventually owned up, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, was de- I definitely slept in, um, <laughs> and it was one of, like you say, it's one of those where you're literally in panic. You're a young lad that's realised that you've let everyone down. You're like, oh my god, oh my god! It must have been there. your first photo call that as well, Blue. Yeah, just just on there, just like pretend no one's like looking at you. Just do whatever. Hopefully, people forget it, and then you look <laughs> around. You've got. Anthony McGrath yeah, is literally never forgetting anything. <laughs> so literally, uh, I ended up playing the game that week and it kept going, not just from that day, did the prank. And like you say, you got Scotty Mack on the case and he was like, oh, I've got an Audi. It needs special oil, that, doesn't it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, it needs special oil. Yeah, it needs special oil. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing uh, Mags persuades me to give Scotty Mac the physio my car keys to go and check the oil on my car <laughs> and at which point when he walks out the door and I've given it to him I just stood up at lunchtime of the game and I went lads I've got something to say <laughs> and I just stood, I just I li- honestly I just stood up in front of the lads and said lads I'm really sorry I overslept the other, uh, other morning really disappointed uh, of which everyone just pissed themselves laughing, burst out laughing, and were like, never, ever let this down to the day. Because I tried my hardest, hardest, hardest to pass it off you, as an oil You just change. kept digging. You just kept digging, Blue, and you got so far, you had to own up. But you are. It just shows honesty is the best policy. It does. Oh, yeah. You are. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. You've got real teeth, haven't you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> all right, big man. 
<laughs> Johnny, but you are the, the, the one of the best sleepers I've ever met. So, my, oh. when you were younger, I've never known anyone fall asleep in places like you. I remember when we played T20, T20 finals day, we'd won the semi-final, we were buzzing, we'd just... Uh, got into the Champions League, which back then were massive for us. Uh, so we're all buzzing. We're watching the other semi-final, wait for the final. You fell asleep on floor for the whole game. I was like, where's Johnny? Johnny, he's asleep on floor. Like everyone else were absolutely buzzing. I've never known anyone sleep like you. It's been my biggest mistake ever since that, Rich. So they just kept on kipping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was something, it was a relaxation thing. Yeah, it was a relaxation thing. Like as, as long as I'm not off. watching... Yeah, as long as I'm not watching what's going on like out there, no matter what came at me, was fine. If that comes across in the right, right way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, get away from it, don't you? I think that even now people overanalyze, overthink things. Over think the technique, overthink the other bowlers, overthink everything else that's coming, whether that be speed, spin, uh, variations, everything that comes along someone's way. And you'll bring things up in your mind that realistically are never going to happen. So, my getaway, which, if I'm honest with you, I, re- I reckon people took the piss out of me for sleeping too much in some aspects of it. Which no, was I, was my... je- I was jealous. I had twin girls just born. I wasn't sleeping at all. I was just jealous of you. No, I wasn't meaning back then. I was meaning like <laughs> si- since the fact that I used to just like just go for a twenty-minute nap or whatever it may be, mm. and the understanding that that's just someone's getaway of yeah. right. Okay, just leave them to it. Like now, I think people understand it. But four years ago, people were like, "Oh, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? You're not you're not concentrating on the game. You're not doing this. You're not doing that." Yeah. Well. I reckon I was ahead of the game then by actually going to sleep and refreshing before people talked about this whole twenty minute like breathing, sleeping, relaxing, yeah. medicine. Do you see what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, Duan's like that now into Pato, but I think he does it for a different reason. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I just I'm just not like you, Rich. I'm just jealous. I wish I could sleep during the day. Yeah, he does it before he puts a couple of slingshots down and hits people on the Swede. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just dreams about bowling bouncers. Anyway, Johnny, we're getting away from these Twitter questions. Let's have one more and then we'll get off to the... You're going to go to the next one, Rich. Yeah, so you've played some proper innings for Yorkshire. Which is your, This is from Andrew Young. Which is your favourite innings for Yorkshire? Oh. Um, me and Brezzy's partnership at Durham. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say that. Did you get Did you get a double hundred there and Brez get 150 or something like that? Yeah. Well played. It's either, it's either that or the, um, there's an innings at Scarborough against Essex. Yeah, when we were in we were in a bit of a mess, weren't we? Yeah. You got, got um, 100 out of nowhere. Actually, no, I'm talking utter rubbish. Um, 2012 against Warwickshire at both Headley and Edgebaston with Jack Rudolph. Yeah. That was 2010, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah. And we, you got about 60 that, that, odd out of their place and a really yeah. tough chase, didn't you? That's my, they're, they're my favourite knocks. They're with Jack. You know, those, those two are my favourite knocks with Jack. Yeah. Do you know which one stands out for me, Johnny? Is obviously you played some proper innings and you pretty much won as the championship in 2015 with your run. But is you were in a bit of a crossroads with your white ball cricket, weren't you? And you came back to us and we threw you up to top of order and you smashed it everywhere. I think you're 175, was it? And since then, it's, it's changed your career, hasn't it? You know, you've gone from strength to strength, strength at the top of the innings. And that, that innings for me stands out. You just smashed it everywhere. It was a bit of a, right, I'll show you, I can bat you. Um, yeah, against Durham at Headingley. Yeah. Yeah. This first game of the season, wasn't it? First 50 yeah. game. I'm not yeah. taking credit for it, but it was my idea. 
I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's, uh, I've loved, I've loved like every single time that I've batted with Yorkshire. Like, one of my favourite knocks is when we were thirty odd for three or whatever it was against Surrey, and Ruchi and I went out and played. Yeah, like, and we we batted well that day and what have you. And he got two hundred and forty, and I got one hundred ninety eight, something like that. Yeah, like that's that's day, that. and yeah. likewise. Uh, when Pudsey got 100 off 60 balls against Hampshire, like that was another really, really special day. So there's been, uh, and I genuinely reckon one of my favourite days that I've ever batted with was in a second team game at Oakham when I was 16. And we needed 400 and some off 70 overs. And Chalky White, Craig White basically said, look lads, just don't care what you do, just go out and entertain us. And I still stand by that motto now. And that, that morning that he said that, um, and there was, do you remember the keeper from uh, Leicester called Tom New? Yeah, Tom New, yeah. He abused us. Like, that came out and abused the living daylights out of us. And to be honest with you, he was a bit of a wally, shall we say. Mm. And it was one of those where you literally look and you turn around and go, we sat, sat out after we chased 400 and plenty in 70 overs and Chalky just turned around and went I told you just go out and entertain us and that's exactly what you did so that's one of my favourite it's one of my favourite knocks that no one really would have seen yeah was that, was that day I reckon then? I reckon one of my favourite parts of what you've done for Yorkshire is not so much one innings is that that period in 2015 where obviously we won the league the year before we were expected to perform again and we didn't we weren't playing our best cricket really were we Rich no but I think you, you'd obviously, you were in and out of the England team that year a little bit, so we had you a bit more than we normally would. And I think if I'm right, you played, you batted 12 times for us in Championship cricket that year. You got 700s, 350s, and a couple of low scores out of 12 knocks. And without your kind of contributions that year, there's no way we'd have been able to win that, that Championship again. You, you were unbelievable. Literally, just, you got runs every game. And I think that's another example of what kind of Rich said earlier. When, whenever you're tested... Whenever you put under that pressure of kind of, well, Johnny needs to prove something to somebody. You go out and you just you just make it look easy. But do you not also like think that that's something from not just a, oh he needs to prove something, but from a point of view of oh I tell you what we appreciate him side of things. We we understand how he ticks. We understand how to get the best out of him. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, let's pull the right buttons in order to get those right things out of him. Does that make sense? Having spent a lot of time together, like a lot of people have with Yorkshire and now with England, I think that that was something that was, like you've mentioned, a big thing for me was, right, okay, can we press his buttons to get the best out of him to get, he's just been dropped from the side, he's proven a point here. Yeah. Or he's not necessarily been dropped, he's... People are questioning how we know how to just press the right buttons in order for him to go, well, okay, thanks very much. Here we go. And just let him fly. Exactly. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, 100%. It's, you know, like with every player, knowing what, how to make him tick, get the best out of him. And hopefully we've, uh, we've found that with you, Johnny. Right, so Johnny, cover us off quick five questions now. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. Give us the first answer that comes into your head. Yeah. Okay. So earliest memory of cricket? Barbados Beach, Dad. It's better than most of that, isn't it? 
Uh, cricket hero. Dad. I don't, I've never seen nice, Dad play, but nice. um, Cricket hero, I don't, I don't know. Like, I wasn't really a massive watcher of cricket when I was young. No, I like that. That's a good answer, that. I yeah. like it. Yeah, good. Professional debut. Uh, Somerset, Somerset Headingly, uh, Peter Trigo caught Gailey, old Michael Monday, 82, got 28 and 82. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can't remember who bombed me first. 2009, was it? Yeah. Good. Okay, best game you've ever played in? World Cup final. Yeah. Love that. Not, not many is going to beat that, Johnny. Um, your favourite ground in the world to play in? Um... Lord. Somebody to bat for your life. Myself. Love that, Johnny. Love Proper that. Answer that. Pato tried that one, but we all laughed at him. <laughs> I, I got asked that and I said, Brett. <laughs> I just felt, I felt emotional that you were leaving. Yeah, then you cried, John, uh, Pato. Well, right, um, messiest in the dressing room. Oh, it's got to be Johnny himself. Yeah, you're up nah. there, Johnny. You, you're nah, a disgrace. You are a disgrace. Not. I do Rashid. Oh. Yep, not is not is not the uh, tidiest, didn't rush. Uh, who's the vainest cricket you've come across? Rich Pyra. No, this is a setup. <laughs> this is an absolute setup. You're not the only one who said that, Johnny. You said it too quick. If you'd give it a bit of thinking time, then it'd be more realistic, wouldn't it? It's but the only bloke who's made up his own nickname, call himself the Iceman. <laughs> have you not seen how he's wearing his headphones at the moment? With this quiff that's leading to his headphones. Yeah, he don't want to touch his head, does he? <laughs> oh dear. Don't worry, John, we'll get you back. Um, best celebration or party after a game or series? Oh. <laughs> um, what about World Cup? World Cup was good. Actually, yeah, I'll go World Cup. World Cup, uh, World Cup was special because you had family and your friends there. Yeah. Didn't you uh, stay in the changing rooms for hours and hours? So, World Cup, we, um, yeah, World Cup, we stayed in the dressing room until 1am. Um, and then the only rule getting off the bus was right make sure you don't fall off the bus and make sure you get through the doors and then have a great evening yeah brilliant didn't want a flint off moment did you falling off the bus it'd have been a good effort getting a peddler in the middle of London (laughs) well seen you you do worse John have you? I have I have three people living or dead to have dinner with Um, Ray Mears Johnny Wilkinson, Tiger Woods. Interesting. Yeah. Like it. It's good three of that. Right. I'm expecting a good team here, Johnny. Pick your best six-a-side cricket team that you've played with. Can you have played against or not? Why don't you give us your played against and then six of your best played with. Uh, okay. We, we so won't be got, offended if you don't see us. It's all right. You've got to have Steve Patterson in there. Travis, Coley, uh, not Donny. Not bad. There's three. Played against uh, Mitchell Johnson. Yeah. David Warner, Kane Williamson, Said Ajmal. Said Ajmal? Yeah. He was a proper bowler. It's yeah. a decent team, that. Decent team. Who, who's, who's, the best, who's the best player that you've played with, Johnny, from, from your point of view? That I've played with? Yeah, so, you know, if it, you know, look, watching him train or. Go about his business. Who, who do you who do you say is the best that you've played with? I think there's different aspects of it that I think there's different areas that you can look at with different parts of it. So I think it's difficult to say who I've watched train. Coley's the best I've like. Coley's the best I've seen like training wise. He has got 
guy. That, so there's a guy that works for India that's the best looker in the world that works with him. Oh, I've heard about a him a lot. What's his name? Pajari's talked about him all the time, didn't he? Um, and he literally is the fastest flicker in the world that does, and he knows exactly where it's going. So from that point of view, he's the best person that I would say. Can you come and from teach an, Rich and Gailey? From, <laughs> <laughs> that's from a, you, a, you back away when facing me, so don't you start. Um, from exactly, a, so I, from, you. I think from a knowing the game point of view and understanding the different parts of the game, Kane's unbelievable. Who's that, sorry? Kane Williamson. Okay, yeah. Very fortunate to play with him and like spend time with him. So, yeah, so Kano, like just knowing and not being phased about whether it's a bad pitch, good pitch, anything in between, knowing that he's done the work elsewhere or done the work either way in order to get his game where he wants it to be. Yeah, he's so calm, isn't he? Good. Right, Johnny, this is a new part of the show now. We always used to do. Pato's nicknames. As soon as our Pato's on, we're going to change it up this week. We're going Why to go. Do we have to change it up. Why can't we do Pato's nicknames? Because they've all been done. Apparently, I've not listened to any of them because I don't want to. But look, let's start afresh. Come on. So we're going to start afresh with you've got to name as many Adam Live nicknames in thirty seconds. <laughs> what live? <are> you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want me to time it, Rich? Yes, if you've got uh, the stopwatch there, Steve. I- I'll time it. You count the number. Yeah, because okay. there should be plenty. So, on uh, on Pato's call in blue, name as many Adam Live nicknames as you can. What? Is the, what? I've got to do this? Yes. Yeah, of course you have. You're the guest. What, I, thought, oh, I thought it was going like rounding. No, like, all on you. Ah. Anyway, off you go, John. Come on, on, on your first one. Right, we'll go. Start your 30 seconds. Um, all right. Peter Ebden, Jeff Evans, uh, Snookerball Swede, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad Teeth, Free Chins, um, fudge, because you can spell that with his uh, GCSEs. Fudgy <laughs> uh, lip. Um, Come on, you've not got long. Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's time, Blue. That's time, lads. Yeah. I think you've got more. Eight. Eight. That's a good start. Eight. Um, you, miss, you miss my favourite, though, Johnny. Uh, mashed potato brain. Yeah, I got fudge, which no one else will get because you can spell them with the juice this season. He couldn't did turn up to three of them. Yeah, no, it's a good effort. It's a good start, is eight. Good we'll, start, uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, somebody will be challenging that going forward, but good start. Right, Johnny, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, bud. Um, great to hear your stories. You know, you've you've been through a lot in your career already. You know, IPL, World Cup. I'm sure there's a lot more to come. So, wish you all the best for this season. Hopefully, we'll see you a bit at Yorkshire as well at some point, but. Thanks for coming on, buddy, and good to talk to you. Absolute pleasure, lads, and uh, thanks ever so much for inviting me. I uh, hope everything goes well. Um, I'm sure I'll see you the next few weeks at Yorkshire, and thanks for doing the podcast because it's been brilliant. Legend. So that was the Covers of Podcast with Richard Pirate, Steve Patterson, myself, Johnny Bear. You can subscribe on the website. Thanks ever so much for joining us. It's been an absolutely fantastic experience for me, Johnny. Hope you come back and enjoy, and Pato wishes... He was better than Brazil.